We'll wait here till the signal is given. This uh, glorious morning here. I think uh, late August, September, my favorite time of the year. These days are just enjoyable, and I like it. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about, well, sir, uh, today we celebrate Ulumbana. Uh, a interpretation that I saw for Ulumbana is uh, it's deliverance from suffering. And um, we have names on the altar here of some of those beings who are close to us who have passed on to another manifestation. And um, so we, we, we focus on them with this uh, Ulumbana. Uh, you know, days like Ulambana for us Buddhists or uh, All Souls Day in the Spanish and Mexican tradition, and, and funerals in general, um, they're meant to remind us about the impermanence of life, and we all understand about impermanence. Everything is impermanent. And impermanence is one of the things that, for many of us, uh, can bring suffering. So we're going to talk about suffering and happiness today both suffering and happiness. <clears throat> now, the Buddha's definition of suffering, we've all heard it, we've all read it in the sutras. He said that birth is suffering. There's a lot of pain involved with birth for both mother and child. Death is suffering. We all understand that. Old age and sickness is suffering. I'm getting older. I suffer. Separation from loved ones is suffering. Association with the unpleasant is suffering. And not getting what we want is suffering. And finally, the five aggregates of clinging are suffering. And the five aggregates are form and feelings or perceptions. Uh, feelings or sensations, I suggest. And then perceptions is third. Mental objects are aggregates of suffering. And then consciousness. And why are the five aggregates a basis for suffering that the Buddha talks about. It's because we cling to them. We cling to these five aggregates. We cling to it as I, me, mine. And we don't want them to disappear. We don't want I, me, or mine to disappear, which will happen. We want them to be permanent, and they're not. Now, the Buddha also talked about the different kinds of suffering. There's the suffering of suffering, or maybe the better put the suffering of pain. And then there's the suffering of change, or impermanence, like we had just talked about. And then the very suffering of existence, this birth, this death, this old age. That's existence is suffering because it always changes. You have joy in your life. Well, it'll be there, but it's going to go away. You have pain in your life. It's be there, but it'll go away. Now, the birth, uh, the birth, uh, the Buddha all further said that um, pain is what the world does to you. And suffering is what you do to yourself by the way that you think about the pain you receive. And experiencing pain is just a part of being human. If you're human or if you're a being, you will have pain in your life. Now, we suffer not because of what happens to us, but because of our mental state. And suffering is in the mind. Suffering is a natural part of our existence. And when we can acknowledge that suffering is a natural part of our existence, then we have a chance to be at peace. Because if we're always trying to run from suffering or avoid suffering, that is not peaceful. Now, I heard a song, Judy Collins. I, I was 
telling teacher that uh, I'm doing some painting this week and I put on uh, my Apple music and I always put in, you know, 60s folk rock. And so that's, that to me that, you know, back in the 60s, I was in high school and college, greatest music of all time, in my opinion. Um, my parents never shared that opinion with me, but um, they didn't think it was quite as great as I did. But Judy Collins, that song, Both Sides Now, um, and it catches the concept so adroitly of what we're, we're talking about here. But oh, I'm not going to sing this, so I think we've had enough suffering in our lives. So. <laughs> but old friends are acting strange. They shake their head and say, I've changed. Well, something's lost and something's gained in living every day. And something's lost and something's gained in living every day. Every day you gain. Every day you lose something. And when you can learn to accept and to let go of all the verities of this life, the ups and the downs, you can actually feel a more textured part of life or the texture of life. The coming, the going, the arising, the passing away. And if your focus is only on one of those dimensions, either the coming or the going or the uh, up or the down, if it's only on one of those uh, dimensions, you're going to miss the potential for understanding how life unfolds. Now, the goal of our practice is not to pursue pleasure and to avoid pain, but rather to experience both with full awareness. That's why we meditate. We want to feel right here, right now, with full awareness of what is there. You don't stuff bad feelings. You don't stuff joy, certainly. Well, don't stuff bad feelings either or something that's painful for you. Don't throw away your suffering. Face it, feel it directly, and joy can also then enter into your experience. Um, so we don't pursue pleasure and we don't avoid pain, but rather we try to experience both with a full awareness, neither favoring one or opposing nor opposing the other. Don't throw away your suffering, face it, feel it directly, and your joy will become more deep, more deep, more complete. You know that both joy and suffering are impermanent. And that's another way to, when you're going through some suffering, is that it's impermanent. It will go away. Well, so will joy. Now, people suffer because they're caught in their views. Uh, if you think the far right is not suffering, you're wrong. If you think the far left is not suffering, you're wrong. They're fixed to these views. And that creates some suffering for them. Now, you cannot wait until you have no more suffering before allowing yourself to be happy. Waiting until you have zero problems and challenging in your life, it will never, ever happen. Life is problems, but life is also joy and happiness. Both are present, and both are present all of the time. Now, the acceptance of what is brings with it a strength and a happiness. Now, you have to go with the flow of life. And sometimes the flow isn't where we want it to flow. It takes us in some areas we may not choose to go to, but you go through it and you come out on the other side. Now, when you realize and accept that every day something's lost and something's gained, then you can better experience that each moment is enough, just as it is. And that's where our practice is so important. While we're sitting and we're practicing, 
We're just living in that moment, just as it is. Whatever is present is there. Don't run away from it. Don't try to hold on to it. Now, obviously, Buddhists, we don't reject grief. That would, only, that would be silly and, and, and also harmful, truly harmful. Grief is real and it needs to be experienced, and loss is real and needs to be experienced. And letting go of grief is very difficult. But letting go of grief can be learned, and it can be accepted. You may be able to let go of grief in part through gratitude, if you try to cultivate gratitude. Gratitude can change the perception of grief. Now, I was looking at the altar. We have all the names of these beings who have passed, and that represents a lot of grief. It represents a lot of loss. But I'm willing to bet if you look at those names or if you put the name up there, you're also remembering with a lot of gratitude what those names meant to you. You remember the gratitude that was behind those names and in those people or in, that, in, in some of the animals that we loved. What would you have missed if those names were not in your life or not part of your experience? Now, that would be a true tragedy if you didn't feel grief because of those names. A true tragedy because that would mean without grief, if you didn't have any grief, you wouldn't have had any love at the time, any loving kindness at the time. So gratitude can kind of change your perception of grief. If you don't feel the grief, again, you didn't probably feel the loving kindness. Now, gratitude can assuage grief. And grief can sometimes be overwhelming, and sometimes it is overwhelming. Uh, I've experienced, my family's experienced, but people do move on. And we've all moved on at some point with our grief. And you have to remember that, you know, the seed has to die for the tree to grow. And so you have to feel that grief for loving kindness and gratitude to keep growing. A teacher in one of the books I was looking at uh, prior to doing this, uh, a teacher talked about it in, in one of the books, and he said he told his students that the ability to accept and embrace the loss that comes his way is directly correlated to his ability to allow joy and happiness in his life. We need to be open to all feelings, emotional tones and perception. We need to be open to all of them. We don't just want to focus on the positive or just focus on the negative because life is both positive and negative. Um, you know, we all know somebody who you think, well, that person's very negative and, and that you don't want to be. Well, just as bad is the person who is um, always positive, striving for that positive that is almost unrealistic. You have to feel both the negative and the positive. And if you don't, well, you have to feel them both. Life is loss, life is suffering, but life is also beautiful and joyous, and it can all be pretty much at the same time. When we find that nothing is permanent to grasp onto, the mind will eventually stop grasping, and that's what we try to do with our practices. Stop grasping. Stop grasping to the pain. Stop grasping to the, uh, the, the, the joy. When we stop grasping, you make room in your mind to just be with what is. Our suffering is, our, is in our mind, 
and our mind can be trained. And that's why we practice. That's why we do our meditation, to train the mind. With the training and with the practice, you can be with what is, and then you have a better opportunity to kind of let things go. Now, I was going to wear my T-shirt today that has a picture of the Buddha that says, let that stuff go. Let all that stuff go. And it doesn't say stuff. It has another word that begins with S. <laughs> so I, that's why I didn't wear it. So I thought it would be inappropriate. <laughs> Just keep in your mind always letting go. Whatever comes, good, bad, whatever comes into your mind, realize it, accept it, be aware of it, and then let it go.